I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Hey, Noah, good morning. Um, doing well. What about you? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I just woke up not long ago, so I'm still kind of waking up a little groggy. <laughs> but it is, it is good. I actually just slept 10 hours, so that is a lot of sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous a little bit. <laughs> because yeah, I, I think, yeah, go ahead. I haven't slept that good in like a week. Um, <laughs> and so I don't know, I think I just like kind of hit the bed. And sometimes you hit the bed and you just kind of feel like you're a rock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good feeling. <laughs> it is, yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I'm I'm a little jealous because ever since we got cats, we have two cats running around here, um, and they they tend to wake up at like six or six thirty, and they don't care what week what mm-hmm. day of the week it is, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. happens on a Sunday as well. And sometimes you know they they oh, will man. just you know just come into the um into your bed basically and uh jump around and yeah there's no way of uh, sleeping when they do that <laughs> yeah so uh in this episode we're going to kind of do some normal updates um like we usually do but near the end of the episode we're actually going to debunk a theory or i don't know some rumor that ben heard <laughs> going around that people think that things are just going so easy for us right now because we we did kind of mention that that like we feel like things are going good in our businesses and stuff Um, but we're going to debunk that because everything isn't just up you know up or you know it's usually up and down and so we're going to talk a little bit about how we're feeling through this how how to handle the stress and how things are going on more of the emotional side of running our our businesses uh, so I think that'll be an interesting conversation, and hopefully that will that will show you that there's there's still a struggle bus uh, that <laughs> we are on um, every once in a while. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that will be fun. Uh, ben, do you want to kind of go ahead with updating us on how things are going? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I think I mentioned last time that I had to build the password reset, and I was actually I thought I was done. <laughs> And what do you know? I was not done. <laughs> um, of course, it it turned out to be a little more complicated because I did the multi database setup. So um, I actually mm. had to figure out a way. You know, I'm using Laravel as the backend, and it's you know the base config means that you're just using one database. And so I had to go um, and jump through some hoops to uh, actually reset the right password for the right person in the right database. Um, but it actually, I don't know, it probably took me like two or three hours more than I expected. Um, and the cool thing is that somebody was already waiting for that feature and they were very happy, uh, to test it and it actually worked out. And so now I've got the Mm -hmm. foundation because I needed to set up the, um, the whole email sending, um, because, you know, they, they basically get a, get an email with a link. They just click, which is valid for 60 minutes. And then, um, it just invalidates basically and for that i had to set up postmark um for sending emails and so i'm trying to look into their so right now they basically just offer transactional emails um but they have a have a beta mm-hmm. program for sending a bug email as well which would be kind of neat so i'm trying to get into that um so i could also send around a bug some email bug email like mass email like uh 
basically like what you can do with Mailchimp. So not just once like transactional emails, um, mm. but the same email basically going to like 500 people or something. Um, I see. Yeah. So they they have a beta program for that. Um, it would be would be kind of cool to be in that because then I could send out like weekly digests of what happened in your specific forum. Um, and because I've already got that set up, that would be pretty neat to get in there and then just, uh, you know, add some cron job <laughs> to send around what people missed or the most active threats or whatever of the week. Uh, sounds sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I looked into the postmark a little bit and it looked like it's, it's all about just having really fast email so you can send something like very instantly which is really important for like password resets and things like that yeah yeah yeah, right and they also have very good deliverability so you can be more certain than with other providers that you that your emails won't go into spam directly <laughs> mm, yeah and that's that's that kind of important sense. you know because you you want those emails to go to your inbox and not to spam <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool um, yeah, so what else did I do? I also um, onboarded some more people. I've got two people now using custom domains actually, which is kind of cool because if they if they continue to do that, um, that would mean that they're on the paid plan then <laughs> because that's a paid feature. Um, mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, I did some more, um, I had one more onboarding. So there's like two new communities or is that oh, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. just kind of trying it out? Basically, one of them is uh, basically trying to, um, basically just getting started to build a community, like uh, zero people mm. in there so far. Um, but it sounds pretty interesting what they're trying to do. Um, and the other one has a couple members, like above 100, so that will probably <laughs> be the pay plan anyway. Um, and they're just basically testing the waters, like looking for different form solutions and trying them out. Um, and I'm always trying to, you know, I was trying to be helpful, like if, T telling the people like if if playgroup is not the thing for you uh, you can still let me know and i can probably tell you something about all the other forums out there because <laughs> because at that point i feel like i've i've read through all of their features and know everything about them um yeah so sometimes that also evolves into interesting conversations just you know without selling <laughs> which is also kind of cool. right um and yeah i did have one more call with somebody just talking about communities in general um, they don't intend to buy anything, but I'm still, you know, hopping onto those calls because sometimes I learn something interesting, like what they are looking for or what they have experienced with community building in the past. Um, so that's yeah, kind of cool to, to just chat with people and hear what they, what they think about playgroup or where, where I'm going with it. Maybe, um, yeah, let me think. I think that's about it. I did, um, did a lot of bug fixing still for the mega maker community. Um, got some more reports there, uh, but still nothing major popped up, which is pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it looks like we could move that forward in the future. Um, and yeah, that's that's probably. So everything. are you happy with the usage from the Mega Maker forum? There, people are using it, trying it out. Um, I have to say people, I think people shied away from really using it, uh, <laughs> a lot because also because we, we told people not to, you know, post everything on there, but still use the discourse forum and basically just check it out, see if mm -hmm. they can find a bug or whatever. Um, and I think well, a few people did that, um, but there's not much content being posted yet. Um, 
which is yeah. which is the way we intended it to go though <laughs> because imagine yeah. imagine they they started posting on playgroup and then something really bad happened and we would have to port all the stuff that got posted on playgroup back over to the old discourse forum that would be bad <laughs> like then you're branching yeah, off yeah. into two different directions and yeah <laughs> so it's it's perfectly fine the way it's it's gone down so far and um yeah i think at some point we could make the move um did some more features there um one one of them was pretty interesting so that you could as an admin um <laughs> and this is actually something that will probably be in the slack integration at some point but right now when somebody or when there's when there's an interesting thread in slack and you want to preserve that you would have to go and manually copy over uh, every every post somebody made in the Slack thread to your forum, and that's that's the way Justin does that right now, by the way. Um, and that's very <laughs> tedious and boring and annoying, and nobody wants to do that. And so, in an ideal world, we would have like a slash slash command for for the Slack integration that would just send that over to Playgroup and assign the people to the um, to the users registered with Playgroup as well. That would be perfect. But so for now, what Ooh. we did is that you can just impersonate people um, on Playgroup. So you can basically log in as them or you can just make a comment and then change the ownership of comments and threads, which makes it a little easier. So you can just, you know, be logged in as yourself. So with, with this course, um, I think what Justin did for a while is basically just log in as himself and then try to impersonate somebody, post that thing, impersonate another <laughs> person, you know, post the next comment in the thread and, you know, and so on. And that is obviously no fun at all. <laughs> um, no. So long-term thinking is that this should be part of the Slack integration and it can then just map the users um, probably with their email address or their, I don't know how, <laughs> um, and then just grab all the stuff from a thread and literally turn it into a playgroup thread. That would be kind of neat. Um, but yeah, that's something. Yeah, like that would be really cool. Yeah. So the um, the impersonation and changing ownership is something that I shipped this week. Um, and I'm looking into the select stuff uh, probably next month, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really cool feature, you know, especially for communities that are using both Slack and yeah, yeah. playgroup. Um, which I'm curious, like, I wonder how many communities are doing that where they're using more than one platform. Do you have an idea about that? I have a vague feeling from listening to people. Um, and it seems that people don't use just one platform or just one tool. Um, people are constantly looking for more as I see it right now. Um, and even those people starting out, they, they are looking for a combination basically of Slack or Discord. Um, so real-time chat plus something where they can, uh, you know, preserve the stuff and make it searchable. Uh, so I, th I think mm -hmm. that most people um, running communities are basically betting on both right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. And then you, wasn't this last week you were kind of doing full-time playgroup? Like you, you didn't have to go to your day job too yep. much. Is that right? Yep, yep. But I, so you feel like you were able to get a lot done because of that? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, it, it feels like the weeks that I have been on a roll ended last week <laughs> because I, <laughs> I feel like I could have done way more, um, but my private life and situation kind of got in the way of doing that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you get, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I could have done more. Um, I could have, could have accomplished more. I built something. Um, that I didn't 
get to build yet. Um, but at the same time, I know that those weeks will be you know part of the journey, and I should not feel <laughs> like I shouldn't feel bad about it. Um, right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we'll talk more about that at the. We can talk more about that at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how you're handling those parts? Um, okay. Anything else that you wanted to update us on? I think that's it for me. Okay, sweet. Um, cool. So, for me, um, working on support man, um, it's been it has it's been good. Um, I'm trying to think of kind of where I'm at. Um. I think last episode I kind of talked about how I'm kind of to the finishing stages of things, kind of fixing up some things, um, getting it ready to submit to the the app marketplace for Intercom and Slack, <clears throat> finishing up my um, website, uh, like the landing pages. And so this last week I was pretty much able to do all those things. So I felt pretty good with that I've, I've kind of like finished up stuff um so i have the the landing page um i got some feedback from a few people on the copy uh, that i wrote and finished up that that web page it's actually now uh live at supportman.io so it's kind of the new page i haven't really pushed it out to anything yet but that's that's ready to go so i'm excited about that <clears throat> um i was preparing to submit to the intercom uh, marketplace and um, kind of during that process, you know, they kind of have like a checklist of like, oh, look through, make sure you're doing this right, this right, this right, this right, <clears throat> which was really nice because yeah, yeah. it made me have to like <clears throat> test things um, and kind of go through all these steps. And through that, I kind of found some issues. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And so, um, there was more bugs and things that I found this week than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was good. Um, because I was able to also fix those things and, uh, nice. felt good about, about that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the things. Well, well, part of the reason that some more issues came up was <clears throat> this whole time I had been developing support man, kind of just off the documentation. Um, so I have to use a lot of the intercom data. And so I'm really just looking at their docs to see like, what should this payload be? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because um, to actually test it with some real pay, like a, some real data and a real payload, I really pretty much have to have like a paid plan on intercom. Yeah. And uh, I kind of wanted to push that off as long as I could because I just <laughs> didn't want to pay for it <laughs> without just not really using it. Um, so it's kind of a backwards way of developing stuff, um, <laughs> which isn't as ideal, but it, it worked out pretty well. So like, I mean, there was, I, I was able to get a free Enricom, um workspace for like 14 days and then that trial ends. So you're, you're able to get a free version for a little bit but even then a lot of the features that i need like ratings of conversations and things like that aren't on that plan um and so i kind of had to just go the <laughs> best i could with the documentation <laughs> and so I, this week i actually bought intercom so i'm, I'm actually using it now <clears throat> they have a nice plan that's a uh, like a startup plan <clears throat> where for the first year it's $50 a month to get like literally every feature, 
which would really, you know, be like a thousand dollars a month or something like crazy oh, yeah. like yeah, that, yeah. which obviously I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's really nice to have that early bird, early startup, whatever they call it plan. Um, so now I can really jump into intercom, really see all the different features. And so I was able to actually test all the things I've done. And there was a couple of things where it was like, okay, this data is looking different than <laughs> what you said it would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was good. I was able to, to fix all those things. Um, and so I, yeah, really everything is ready basically for prime time. Um, the other part I had to kind of set up was Heroku, um, so that everything was live on production. Um, and so I, I, I really did dove into Heroku and figured out some things there. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Cause it's a, it's, it seems like a really good platform. Um, yeah, yeah for you know just hosting your apps and things like that um so that was cool i had to um eventually switch over to having different stage environments so now i have a, a dev environment and i have a production environment uh one for heroku and then one for just for my local hosts um and that that seems to be working pretty well there's still some more things i can change um to make it probably better in the future and i'll probably do that eventually um but for now like i basically just have these two different like environment variable configs that are just two different json um mm, yeah, yeah files and it will pull which one to use based on you know if i'm in production or development and so that I, that works pretty well you know you can just um put in all the different um client ids and secret ids and things that you need on the different sides yeah yeah um the the weird thing for both slack and intercom though is they don't have their own like stage development kind of thing and so basically i just had to create a second app with slack and a second app with intercom and just pull that app for like my development stage yeah i was, um, I, was I was wondering because we i think we touched that a little bit last week i was wondering if you found out anything else like is there another way you can actually do that but apparently there is not right <laughs> Yeah, there is not. And, okay. and the downside with that mainly is there's, you know, there's a good amount of settings and kind of configuration within like the Slack dashboard, the intercom dashboard, dashboard where, you know, you're putting in different URLs, webhooks, and your callback for authentication and all those and, and even like your permissions you you have to set that all up in the dashboards and if you don't have those exactly the same between the different stages that could mess you up oh yeah yeah, yeah that can bite <laughs> um, you <laughs> yeah so it's it's it is kind of a shame that there isn't just like a switch to have all the same configuration and then just jump in between yep yep development and production but uh i might try to push them to do that I, I i talked to another uh intercom app developer and he's saying he's like really pushing them to do that <laughs> as well so maybe if enough en uh, enough of us are like hey you guys should do this yeah. uh, maybe they'll actually <laughs> finally do it it's kind of weird um, that they didn't do that like right away i feel like every <laughs> you know you, like everybody needs that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and then I ran into a bug on the intercom side oh, that no. was really annoying because <laughs> it was really confusing where I I filled out part of the app directory uh, kind of info um, 
you know, that would just show up on the app marketplace. And I hit save on something there. And somehow that triggered intercom to think I was like submitting it already. But, the, but how the interface looked, it seemed like, okay, there's more steps to fill out before I actually submit this. But anyways, it, it turned my app into a state where um, it had like the new um, URLs for callbacks and um, authentication to be a different URL than whatever I saw in the oh, dashboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. And so <laughs> I was, so it basically it was conf I was confused in between the development stage and the production stage, and I was expecting it to hit different URLs, but yeah. it wasn't because oh. it had gone to a different stage. <laughs> oh yeah, that that sounds like one of those where you can sync hours, and you know it's actually working. Yeah, it's I was just not. like so confused, <laughs> like what happened? Like why isn't it working anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I had to talk with some people over at intercom support and we figured that out that it was like a bug that in their system. <laughs> Sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, just yesterday I kind of uh, finished up with some stuff um, on filling out all the different um, app marketplace for intercom. And I made kind of like a little, marketing uh video that's like three minutes long just kind of showing how support man works um and, and added that to that will show up in the app marketplace kind of page for support man um and then i actually submitted it yesterday so i was excited about that um so it's kind of now in their hands i think it will take a couple business days for them to review it and um once that is live i'm pretty much ready to start uh, talking to the customers I've potential customers I've talked to in the past and see if I can get anyone to start using it. Um, so that will be exciting. Yeah. That's um, exciting. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I still have to submit the app, um, for Slack, but that shouldn't take me too much longer. Plus the nice thing with Slack is even if you don't have it in the app directory, it's still like a usable Slack app. So technically yeah. I really only need it on intercom and people can start using it and they can install it on Slack still. It just won't be in the app directory, Yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'll get around that to that pretty quick too. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with everything and um, it'll be, yeah, interesting to see kind of the next steps um, for, just letting the people know that I've talked to how to, that they can start using it. I'll probably try to start getting a lot more feedback on like my landing pages oh, from yeah. different communities and just kind of make improvements there where I can. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the plan right now. Um, and just looking, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to the next steps. So yeah, sounds like a really good spot to be in right now. Like it's, it's starting to get real. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, definitely. It's at the same point, And this is maybe going more into, which I think we're ready for talking about just emotionally, how all this <laughs> is going. Um, it's just a weird feeling. Um, I mean, I started out, you know, talking to lots of people, but really in the meantime i've kind of went into a cave for i don't know <laughs> it feels like a couple months now and and kind of building based on what i heard oh yeah and so it is a little weird feeling like coming out of the cave 
holding my my app that I've built and just be like, okay, is anyone does anyone want this? <laughs> it, it's kind of a scary feeling. Because, um, yeah, in some ways, like, it it seems like it's been a while. Like, I think I, I started support man kind of the pivot from user engine to support man really like first of january and you know during that first month or two i was still mostly talking to people but it has been you know january february march april may you know five months of working on this this goal kind of this vision of what support man is and actually building out the mvp um and I don't know, five months, I'm trying to think if I'm happy with that or not. <laughs> like, was that too long um, or did it feel like it took too long? I don't think, I think I did a good job of really limiting what my MVP is. Like, it really is kind of the basics, yeah. I think. Like, and there's a lot more I can build onto it that I, I foresee either doing or after getting feedback that could work um, for the next things to build on. But it really is a pretty a small um application um and so i don't know i was just kind of thinking about like was five months did was that too long i mean i i did a lot of learning in that time uh, you know learning how to use the slack apis intercom apis uh even how to use like heroku um so there's a lot of things that went into it um I guess also I'm thinking through, you know, I am doing this on the side. I think if I was doing this full time, I probably would have been able to do it in like one month, maybe, maybe a month and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, I think you have to have expectations of how things are going to go. And I need to have real expectations about you know, the timing of things, especially when it's, you know, right now is uh, on the side, you know, something I'm working on in my extra hours. Um, so, so yeah, I think there were some times where I felt like, man, this, this is taking a little longer than I was hoping it would just <laughs> to get my foot out the door. Oh yeah. I know that feeling, but I don't know, like maybe this is interesting to you to hear my or the way I see it from the outside. This is kind of interesting because yeah, I think that when you started in January, you did a lot of customer research, which was really good because it helped you, you know, like pivot away from one to the other and you were continuing to talk to people when you started building. And so it looks like that was a very straightforward path actually. Like, you, you know, you tried to validate first idea, it didn't work really well. So you continued to, you know, pivot a little bit into another direction there and that felt like you moved very fast at that point to me. Um, and then you just started building and the building part did take a little longer. Yeah. But I think you also did talk to more people while doing that, you know, like you, you were hanging out in the, in the Slack with people from intercom, um, and you reported to me mm -hmm. here on the show, how you, you know, like talk to them and that helped you like shape the um, direction you want to go. So it feels like to me from the outside, it looks like, um, that was a very smooth transition and uh, I don't know it feels like you moved pretty quickly for doing this on the side to be honest <laughs> yeah well that's good um, <clears throat> that you saw that um, I do think kind of at the same time and maybe that's why we're talking about this topic you know at the end here you know I think things can look smooth to <laughs> others but to the entrepreneur I don't know just like in your mind like things are pretty 
jagged and <laughs> not smooth. <laughs> like, you know, every decision you make or that I make, like, I feel like there's, there's so many options that we're weighing and it's like, oh man, I could do this. Or I could go this way. Or I could, I could start this process and you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. And um, there's a lot of like unknown, you know, I think in starting a new business. And um, I mean, I, I think you get to, hopefully we get to a point where like, okay, I'm pretty confident with what I'm doing, that this is the right way to go. This is the right thing that we're doing now. But there's still kind of that nagging in the back of your mind where I, like, I don't know if this is going to work or if I did do it the right way. Um <clears throat> And so, yeah, that's, I think, kind of the emotional, like you have to kind of psyche that you have to kind of go through to get to the, the points where you're at. And it's not always easy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. what How has that been for you with Playgroup? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to talk about this because I regularly interact with some people on Twitter these days, like some people I didn't know before. And some people who comment on the show and go like, hey, this, uh, like, I'm listening to the show and it sounds like you're on a roll and, it, you know, like, you've got it all figured out. That's what it looks like to some people, apparently. And that's kind of interesting because it doesn't feel like that for me at all. So I've been actually, I want to share this a little bit more private this time. Um, I, I do go to therapy since January. And I mainly do this because I have developed PTSD over the last five years. So I've been held hostage in a, you know, armed robbery and um, that's five years ago now. So I did cope very well for a long time. Wow. Um, but at some point, you know, I got a constant beeping noise in my ear that I developed after that, uh, which, you know, this is like n not, not a big deal at all. But then at some point uh, last year in November, December, um, I kind of started to get those flashbacks and, you know, you start to be a little more aggravated and you got adrenaline where you shouldn't have it. Um, and I can I can even see that in my day job like when I'm in a meeting I get annoyed very easily and I get adrenaline like to the to the max where it shouldn't be and so that my body is mm. basically doing things that I wanted to to do like in that situation um, and that yeah. that came to a point where I couldn't really yeah you could say I couldn't really control that anymore and I felt like I needed some kind of help to get that in check again um, and it felt very weird, especially because it's, you know, it's five years ago. So how, like, why is it coming back now? You know, like, it doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. at all. Um, but apparently that can happen. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to therapy since January. And, you know, I started, when did I start the original playgroup? I think that was like November, December, maybe. And so I've been pushing, you know, basically on two fronts, um, which is building the product, uh, keeping my day job in, in a good spot. Um, you know, having the relationship and also taking care of that on the side. So, um, yeah, I get how it might look like it's very straightforward or easy, maybe what I'm doing with playgroup. But to me, sometimes and that was also like the last week for me, that was very hard because it kind of hit me, um, you know, those adrenaline parts coming up and everything. Um, and so it was very interesting for me to hear from somebody from the outside basically going like, oh, it looks like you're on a roll and you've got to figure it out. It looks like, you know, as like, yeah, but that's not how it feels like not at all. Like it feels like really hard right now. And that's also because obviously we don't talk about everything on the show and there's more going on in our lives and it's just such a small part. And especially if I think about that and what you just said, like, do you, should you feel like you haven't been moving fast enough? I think you did move fast enough. Definitely did. <laughs> Yeah, that's 
that's crazy um so yeah i mean thanks for sharing that i mean that's a, that's a lot to to <laughs> take and handle but i'm kind of going what you're saying um it is interesting how well especially like you know our stress and our emotional state is so connected to the rest of our lives it's not just the business it's you know it's family it's uh everything that we're doing um with our free time and you know there's lots of other parts of life that they really connect into how we're feeling about our business you know even if we don't get enough sleep um, we're going to be thinking about our business oh, yeah. differently and maybe struggling with it differently. Um, so it is very connected to all the different parts of our life. So I, de I definitely agree with that. And like you said, we're not necessarily sharing all those other parts, um, which we probably, yeah, we don't need to. Um, but yeah, that does show that there, there is more to the story than maybe everything that we can share on here. Um, even though we are, I think we are trying to be you know, pretty vulnerable, um, sharing kind of the things we're thinking about and, and going through with the business side of things. So not, not to say that we're hiding stuff, but I, I think, um, yeah, I think we're being pretty open with it. So yeah, th there, there's a lot to think about. One of the things I'm thinking about emotionally is just like, you know, we're both kind of doing this on the side of our day job. And so like how to, how do we like persevere and like still pushing on our businesses when we got other things going on? And, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they talk about SaaS businesses um, just like taking a long time. And so like, how can we <laughs> persevere to like actually see that to fruition when it could, it could really be a long time. Um, have you, have you thought about that at all? Yeah. I did think about that quite a bit, I think, because, for me, it's like if like maybe it's the same for you, because if at some point in your life stress or you maybe it's not even stress, but maybe it's uh, you have other obligations. Um, and let's say that just becomes too much because you have then two kids and, you know, you, you got into the groceries, you've got everything going on. It might mm -hmm. might get overwhelming at some point. Right. So how can you like ease the stress um, quickly? And I think one answer to that could be like, stop doing your business on the side, right? Like just cut it out, don't do it anymore. And you'll have that time to spend on everything else. Um, and I think that's actually a very easy way to take. Um, Wait, are you saying, are you saying just don't do the side business or are you saying just do it full time? No, no. I mean, if like, if everything gets too much, it would be a very easy way to just say, don't do the business anymore because you know, you're not making that much money from it because you still have your day job. So it's not a very high priority and it could be just the easiest way right. to just say, don't do it anymore. Um, just so you get more time for everything else. But I think what I have come to as a conclusion for me is that even if I don't have the time to let's say I, I can't even spend one minute on playgroup for a week or something. Well, then ju that's just how it is, you know, just get back to it the week after that, because, <laughs> and that's, that's the funny thing that everybody also says it's a roller coaster, but it's also that even if you have one or two weeks where you can't, for whatever reason, um, care about your product at all, there will be a time next month when you can. And if, <laughs> you know, like, if you've built the product in a way that it can at least live for those two weeks or whatever, I think then you've done everything right. And you can just basically sit back and just not care about it for, I don't know, a week or two. 
and then just get back to it when you when you've got the head for it again yeah yeah i think it's hard because i know for myself like i'm not a very patient person and so <clears throat> it's just hard to think about okay this could take you know <laughs> years <laughs> it could take yeah. a year it could take a couple years to actually get this business to the point where it's like making enough um income that i can work on it all the time or um like i guess i worry a little bit about myself like hanging in there to the point of where it is a successful business like i think i i can see myself kind of turning around too early like oh man i put all this work and effort into it so far and it's not working or it's not where i want it to be yet and then just kind of giving up at that point mm, yeah um and that's always i feel like those are always the hardest situations is you know keep going or stop where you're at um that's really hard to know <laughs> what's the right thing to do there um so yeah, in some ways, I'm just starting to think about some of this stuff because I really am now at the the, the pinnacle point. Because um, I think in, in a lot of ways, at least where I've been the last couple months, you know, building the MVP, um, you know, basically just trying to see like, is my hypothesis, um, well, building out the hypothesis I have. I haven't actually had to go see if, uh, so go try to get the the rubber to hit the road and get this thing yeah. rolling and that's kind of what i'm to now and so that's why it's a little nerve-wracking oh yeah it's like it could it could uh fall fall flat um so i i think for me in some ways the last couple months have been the easier part because it's kind of like okay i have a hypothesis based on who i've talked to and now I'm, i i've built it and um, now is the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to put this out there, see if I can get some customers. And, and that's where I think it, it will start to get harder, um, is kind of grinding, talking to different people, probably getting rejection, rejections, people saying no, which is obviously just yeah. going to happen. <laughs> um, and so I think, I mean, you're a little bit ahead of me in that, um, cause you, you started, in some ways launching like you launched a uh, play group what, maybe a month ago now yeah yeah a couple weeks ago so how has that part been going that you're a little bit ahead of me you're going forward on that road of, of getting the customers on how have you been feeling about that um what do you mean exactly like how i feel about the the onboarding and the rejections <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um so it, I, th I actually think that you know, I went into this and I was expecting to, I don't know, like I have this, I, I, we talked about that last time, right? I have this huge notion doc with, I think right now there are 12 or 15 people on there. Um, and of those 15, um, 10 probably already told me that they're not interested. But what I always do, and mm -hmm. I, that's, that's kind of the mentality I went into this whole thing though, is that even if the first 20 or I don't know, maybe 20 say that it's not for them or that it, that it lacks a certain thing. Um, that'll just continue and just ask them what they think, why it's not for them. And then just try to see, because, you know, I'm still looking for that USP. I don't know how to differentiate um, f from vanilla forums or from discourse at this point. So that's something that I kind of expected um, to happen. 
Um, and so I just try to get the most out of those rejections, basically. You know, and like uh, in that Notion doc, I always write down why people don't choose it and then try to look back at that at the end of the week and try to see if I can, you know, do something about that. Or maybe if it's just not the direction I want to go. Like if they needed, I don't know, like an integration with something that I wouldn't consider building, then that's fine. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't care about it. Um, but if it's something that I can actually, uh, or that's maybe even on the roadmap, then I can just, you know, just bookmark that person and then send them an email once the feature is built. So I'm trying to um, set my expectations uh, where they should be when, when talking to people. Um, at the same time, um, like that sounded very negative right now, but at the same time, I also got a lot of uh, very positive feedback from those people who did like it so far and who are trying mm -hmm. to build a community with it right now. Um, so that helped. And also the Mega Maker people, um, that's, that's just such a perfect test balloon, basically. Um, get so many yeah. private messages from people um, with some good feedback, some bad feedback. And um, yeah, I, I feel that having that product built before really talking to the people, um, that, that, was, that was an advantage at this point, I think. Um, like how could you sell <laughs> i always come back to this thought like how could i sell a forum uh without showing people how it's any different from discourse right like everybody knows a forum but <laughs> if you tell people i'm going to build a forum would you like prepay for this why should they do that so it mm. feels like the the order of just building it or maybe you know i didn't really build it for that audience but pivoting in a way and then um, then starting to talk to a lot of people at that point, um, that f feels pretty good looking back at it. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, let's see, any other thoughts about this topic? Um, I was thinking if you, maybe you haven't thought about that, maybe you did, um, like if, if everything got a little too stressful and because you already said that you might be, you know, you you hope that you can continue pushing through and not giving up too early or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Like, have you thought how you could, like, let's say you, I know you've got a daughter, your second daughter right now, right? So um, stress will increase. And like, have you thought about any strategies to handle that without like uh, letting the side business drop to zero? <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I have a second baby on the way, and that will be this like midsummer. Um, I haven't thought about it completely, but I think what I would do is <clears throat> basically, like you're saying, like, and I've I've had weeks like this where there's not really I'm not really doing a ton on support yeah. man for like a week, and so like if it gets to that point where you know I'm just too busy with family life or other things, maybe some stress. Like, you know, I could just take a week off or even more off, especially once, you know, a new baby comes, I might take some time not focusing on it, um, just to focus on other things in life. Um, I think that would probably be my, my strategy, um, for just kind of moving forward. I think the, the thing that I would hopefully, hopefully wouldn't happen and that maybe I, I would, I'm a little worried about that is kind of losing momentum even for myself, like having the, the drive to work on it. Like, okay, if I don't work on support man for a month or maybe even a little more because I'm, I have other things going on at the end of that, am I going to like lose my drive? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I wouldn't want that to happen. 
Um, but I could see something, I could see that happening maybe if it, if it was a long period of time, it'd have to, you know, probably be over a month of time. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the way I would try to handle that. And I mean, and that is the beautiful thing about what we're doing. You know, we're building this kind of on our own accord. We're bootstrapping it. There's no one that we have to talk to really to, to or, or no one forcing us to do this um, yeah, that's true. and so we can make the decisions that make the most sense for us to to keep this going and that that work with our life so I, I i think that's a great thing about the way we're building it um and actually i think you know bootstrapping a business i think doing it on the side is a perfect way to do it you know get it off the ground yep, on the yep. side of your day job so you have stability for you know, a little bit of time, maybe it, maybe it takes you a year or more of doing that. And eventually we can get to the point where we can flip the switch and, uh, work on our businesses full time. So that's kind of my plan, at least what I'm hoping will happen. Um, and trying to work towards that. Um, but it is definitely a long game. Like you kind of have to be in for it cause it could really take some time to for yeah. that to happen. Um, just with the amount of time that we're able to put into it. Um, <clears throat> so I'm hoping that I can teach myself to be more patient during this time too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's good. I, th- I think things are going good. Um, there's hard parts of it. Um, but I mean, that's, that's where really where we grow, right? Like that's where we learn when, when, uh, hard things happen that's how we we learn from those those experiences and can kind of move forward um with better ways of handling that next time um so yeah i'm i'm happy with how things are going sweet so let's end it on a good note (laughs) yes (laughs) sounds good um, well, thanks, listeners, and for making it this far. And uh, if you have any other questions around this point that you'd like to shoot at us, just reach out to us on Twitter, and we'd be glad to kind of talk more about some specific questions that you may have. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you in another episode. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.